This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast. I'm your host, Cody Burkett, CSW. Vladimir Burkett, CSW, whatever. You all know who the fuck I am right now. <laughs> I'm hanging out with some two new guests. Um, if you could introduce yourselves. I've been on this show before. No, you've been on the other show before. Oh. This is not the Wine Monk. This is well, the Make America Grape Again podcast. Well, <laughs> my name is James Callahan, winemaker. <laughs> that, that's it? That's all you got? That's all I got. <laughs> and, okay, and I'm Anna Schneider, accidental wine person. <laughs> so what we're drinking tonight is the JD's Blanc de Bois, small batch, uh, coming from Landry Vineyards. This will be variety. So uh, Anna is working her way to get 100 different varietals uh, before New Year's. Uh, we're recording this December 14th, 13th? Yes, and this will be varietal number 84. Okay. Well, I don't know that that's corked. So this is 100% Blanc de Bois, and we'll talk more about that in a moment. Sulfides a little bit, but it'll be all right. It'll air out. Mm. That makes me think of like, God, the smell makes me hungry. I'm trying to remember what that smell is. Saffron, maybe? Saffron and melon and. Hmm. It's got this really rich sort of golden sunflower color. It's changing just as it gets some oxygen here. There's a little bit of Meyer lemon. I think it's really rich on the nose yeah. right now. Like It almost reminds me of like aged Malvasia except without all the flower components. Yeah. It's fat and rich. Honeydew melon. So I pick up more on like this like flinty kind of um, not sharp but just like minerally kind of backbone. And the fruit I think is more subdued than like, yeah. other wines. But it's kind of, the big thing I get on this one is kind of like just kind of like flinty acid. And maybe like a little bit of toast right now. Yeah, it's coming out as it gets a little warmer in the glass. Maybe that's why I'm I'm hungry because it's made me think of buttered toast. Mm. Anna, would you be so kind as to read the bottle? I can do that. Also, love that the cork says. If I'm able to read this right, it looks like it says "bitches and booze." It definitely does. <laughs> Which are two of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> what? <laughs> or 
looks more like bitch no. singular. No, there's booze. no there's no H. This is bit and booze, bite and booze, bite and booze. Bite which and booze. Would what does that even mean? Though? Pay homage to the winemaker, his love for gastronomy, and his travel around the world. As we can is, illustrate, oh, that is may nice I illustrate something for yeah, the, the podcast? Yes. So, everyone here listening to the podcast land, um, JDs. This is the name of the wine, JD's. JD Ducote earns a living eating and drinking around Louisiana and across the globe. I wish I could earn a living doing that. Yeah, same. Throughout his gastronomic adventures, he stumbled upon a superb grape grown by Landry Vineyards called Blanc de Bois. I hope Jay didn't write this. Um, Jay collaborated with Jeff Landry to handcraft his own small batch of Blanc de Bois, the European American hybrid white wine grape. Both, oh, sorry. This European-American hybrid wine, white wine grape boasts crisp fruit-forward flavors of peach and pear with sultry honeysuckle aroma to perfectly pair with Louisiana's famous cuisine. I can see the honeysuckle. Yeah. And like I said, it's floral, and like I said, that reminds me of an, an aged Arizona Balbacia. Um... What vintage is this one? Let's talk there about is that. no vintage. 2016. Oh. 2016, yeah. It's there. It's kind of hidden away down there. Lurking. So, so what Louisiana cuisine should we be eating this with? Well, gumbo? Gumbo or jambalaya. Or po'boys? I can I see this actually with a good shrimp po'boy. You know, how much of Louisiana cuisine owes itself towards the French heritage? Like beef bourguignon and like... I would uh, say, like I would say a lot of it. I've never been to, to New Orleans, let alone these women. Nor have I, so yeah. I, I can't speak to this, but it would make sense. It would be a combination of French and uh, African-American. I would suspect that both of those are, are equally strong. Creole. And French. Which is where we get gumbo, I guess, and jambalaya <laughs> from. Ah, <laughs> uh, jambalaya. <laughs> There was a hardware store in Scottsdale when I was growing up called JD's Hardware. That's kind of what I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> Maybe it's, like it's the same guy and he had a Walking down the different change. aisles and seeing drip emitters and seeing all sorts of hardware. It's uh, like, drip emitters and sawdust. And... I'm feeling it. Yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a working man's wine. And it's a wine from Louisiana. Yeah. It's, Have you guys ever had a wine from never. the Deep South before? No. I know there's a guy here in Sonoida growing this grape. Who? Um, what's his name? Uh, Robert? I can't remember his last name for life me. I'm not sure that this is a very Christmassy wine, but it's tasty. I think it will be. It's Christmas. Any wine that is enjoyed with <laughs> yeah. friends around this time of year is a Christmas wine. With a Christmas tree in the background. <laughs> yeah. This is true. By default, it's Christmassy. The flintiness, though, I think um, is overpowering a little bit of the fruit character I want to see, but I think it'll open up here. So I'm going to give it some air. Yeah, I agree. There's, there's a lot of minerality. This almost reminds me of 
muscadet in a way. That really strong a, sense of minerality in muscadet. Nice, you know? yeah. I agree. Well, since James stole from you the label to read. I know. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't Would realize you like it was your turn to read the label. Would you like to read the entry in the big giant red wine book? Sure. Okay, so our wine Bible here summarizes Blanc du Bois potentially high quality. <laughs> Aromatic hybrid from Florida with useful resistance to Pierce's disease. That's a good thing to have around here. I'll try to find the highlights here. Um, named after the French winemaker Emile Dubois, a prominent grape grower and wine producer in Tallahassee, Florida in the late 19th century. Uh, released for commercial planting in 1987. So, so it's pretty, young. Pretty recent varietal. Um, vigorous, resistant to Pierce's disease, even in humid conditions. So obviously what you're dealing with in the, the deep south. And also to downy mildew. But susceptible to black rot. Good resistance to nematodes. Doesn't generally need to be grafted. And early ripening, as early as July, early July in Texas. Early July? Yeah. Holy shit. How early does it say? Uh, the 4th through the 14th. God damn. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, the alcohol percentage is 11.3. So it could obviously ripen more, in yeah. my opinion. So it depends where people pick it to where it's ripe, in my opinion. But, you know, I think this wine... Reminds me a lot of Muscadet, like you were saying. Like, it's very flinty, very... It's not fruity. It's not a... It's definitely not a West Coast white. Yeah. Um, it's toasty. A little bit of toast on there. I'm not sure where that's from. But it's toasty, but also, like, flinty and rich. And um, I'm thinking seafood on this. Yeah, totally like sea seafood. bass. Like, I don't know what type of Creole cuisine uses, like sea bass like this is braised fancy high ass well it has to be one or two of dishes I have nerve in there obviously but I would eat this definitely with like some branzino from like the Mediterranean like charred served whole with the bones where you lift the skin up and like eat the meat up with the fork off the bones like oh, oh that would be good. so beautiful with this wine I had fish made that way when I was in Turkey years ago and oh my god it spoiled me <laughs> There's this restaurant in Istanbul that actually uses Ottoman recipes based on Ottoman palace cookbooks. Mm. And all of the dishes are literally taken from these cookbooks from like the 16th, 17th centuries. And in the height of the Ottoman Empire. So it's just really fantastic and interesting. And I feel like this reminds me of the wine I had with that, which was from a grape called Emir. Again, very, very flinty and floral, but very little fruit character. And what fruit there is, is, is honeydew. So it's a very sharp, bright fruit. Now our book we have here compares it to Sauve Blanc, Alvarino, and Tarantes. What book are we reading? This is the Wine Grapes book. By Jancis Robinson, Julia Arbino, and Jose Villamos. Have, have you met him before? Was he the one? 
I missed him, unfortunately. Yeah. I was not there at the symposium that yeah. he was yeah. there. I didn't realize oh. he was part of this book. Yeah. Oh, that guy? Yeah. I wish I had last been. Year? I think I probably butchered his last name, but <laughs> it's okay. He probably doesn't listen. Yeah. It actually pairs okay with the hookah too. Oh yeah. Let's and, talk and about the hookah. What are our tobacco flavors in this hookah? Well, it's not Latica. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you don't put let, Latakia in a, in a hookah. That's Latakia? Latakia. Latakia. Nah, this hookah today is a little bit of peach with some spiced chai notes and a little bit of like red gummy bear character to it, you know? Fresh fruit. Um, maybe it's affecting their palate, but the wine tastes so. minerally, so yeah, I don't think it's really hurtful. No, this is not strong enough to affect the palate. In fact... Uh, I think that this balances the minerality in this one quite well. Um, Give me some oysters right now. Yeah. I want to be on the beach. Well, let us just pop in our time machine. You know, I want to be with Forrest Gump in the bayou, like, trawling shrimp out and eating that shit raw with a little bit of, like, lemon juice on it. You know, just, like, make sure it's not going to kill me. And then, (laughs) yeah. Fresh ceviche. (laughs) Aguachines, as they call it in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, fresh ceviche me. And give, yeah. me give me a bottle of this. A little hot sauce, maybe? Yeah. So, some people like to say you can't pair anything you've put hot sauce on with wine. And to them I say, fuck you. <laughs> hot sauce goes with everything. Damn straight. Hot sauce is good. Well, a little bit of jazz, too. Um, yeah. I'm thinking... Fucking blues, jazz. You, so like, you should switch the station to some jazz. Uh, okay. <laughs> New Orleans jazz. Yeah. Or Christmas jazz. Who's the most famous New Orleans jazz musician? Depends on who you ask, but I would probably say Jelly Roll Morton. Jelly Roll Morton? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a good yeah. bet. Well, now we have to... Delete the station. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I see Jelly Roll. Yeah. Yeah. Cover for me here. Cover, 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 cover. That's what editing is for. Well, exactly. So, what do you think of this wine? Because you've been kind of quiet. This is not yeah, jelly. This I... is jelly roll. I don't think this is who you're thinking of. This guy has face tattoos. No. And it, there's a parental advisory on the Yeah, app. so maybe it's Jolly Roll Martin. No, but listen to this guy. Is it jazz, though? <laughs> I don't know. You guys said jelly roll, so we're listening to jelly roll. So we're going to see if it pairs well with this wine. Here we go. All right. Jelly roll. As they you don't want that loud, do you? Not that loud. Yeah, no, babe. <laughs> yeah, it is Jelly Roll Morton, which is not this guy. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's kind of jazzy, jazzy and southern. <laughs> Reminds me of, like a Leonard Skinner intro or something. Are you gonna get a cease and desist for like music in the background of your podcast? Maybe. <laughs> No, this is like Nickelback. Yeah, this is not right. No. Jelly Roll Martin. 
Sorry, Jelly Roll. Are we talking about his baby mama? I guess. That's Jelly Roll. You know, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, you guys fail. No Jelly Roll. He's not an artist. Here we go. This is what I was thinking. Would you mind eludicating? No. Okay. What did you put on? Right now it's silence. It's coming. It's got to load in, man. Is it? Yeah. When I think of jazz from Louisiana, I think of fucking Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Sorry about Jelly Roll, but no, no Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll Martin was early jazz. He was like 20s and 30s. We're going to turn it up for you guys. But yeah, Louis Armstrong and this with some fresh shrimp right off the bayou. That'd be a good fucking pairing. Ah, uh, he has that voice. It's so deep and, yeah. and down. And it's like, ah, it's raspy. It's, it's fucking New Orleans right there. This is... Um, Zatarain's yeah. <laughs> seasoning that you buy at yeah. Safeway or whatever. This is New Orleans, in my opinion. But I've never been there, so you can prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never been there either, and I'd love to I go. think of people marching down the street with a casket and yeah. some guy playing jazz. It was like everyone's like jamming. Yeah. You know? That's what I think about New Orleans. And I think this wine would go well with some fucking seafood. Yeah. And some Louis Armstrong in a cafe on the... You know, no chicks with beads. Yeah, bullshit. no. Yeah. We're not talking Mardi Gras. Classy, classy, classy. This is classy New Orleans. New Orleans. Classy New Orleans. About... Yeah. What do you think, Anna? I definitely get the minerality. To me, it's kind of one-dimensional. Like, I don't get a lot of the fruit notes, and behind the minerality, there's not a lot going on for me. And I and I don't eat seafood, so all the sea, eat all the seafood pairings we're imagining are like meaningless. To yeah. Me. Well, what would you pair with this as a vegetarian vegan? God, I don't know. I'm thinking about New Orleans food I can actually eat, and all I can think of is oh, beignets. beignets. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get at. Yeah, beignets, motherfucker. Yeah, some powdered sugar action Ooh. might kind of bring that's out. That's what a you would pair more. with anything from New Orleans. So. That's true. Yeah. Bourbon beignets. Now, Landry Vineyard, I believe, is up towards central Louisiana. It's not that close to the coast, but... Yeah, I think it said West Monroe. Yeah, West Monroe, Louisiana. Where's Monroe? Let's find out. Is that in the Delta? I don't think it is. Let's uh, consult the Google Maps. Is it by Baton Rouge? I'm ex exploiting my very limited <laughs> you've, geography. You've named the two cities in Louisiana <laughs> yeah. that you know. <laughs> well, three, because there's also West Monroe. <laughs> yeah. Probably just south of Baton Rouge, I'm guessing. Maybe just to the east. No. No? Uh, is that where the winery is? Is that where the vineyard is? The closest town is probably going to be Shreveport. Oh. So yeah, this is north central Louisiana. No, far northern Louisiana. That's Baton Rouge, man. No. no. 
not sure where Baton Rouge is. It should be up north. No, Baton Rouge south? is dead center. Oh, the center. Uh, well, not center. It's south center. Okay, well, never mind. It looks like it's about an hour and a half from New Orleans. Shreveport got hammered in the hurricane. That's what I heard. But it's not on the ocean? No. What's the port? Is that the Mississippi, maybe? Uh... As we all learn geography here. <laughs> yeah. Can't find the freaking town again. What the heck? Huh. No, I don't want to center on Sonoya. It looks landlocked. It's not quite close to the Mississippi. There is a river on it, but I'm trying to figure out what river. That's on the Washita River. O-U-A-C-H-I-T-A. That's pretty far off the ocean, huh? Yeah. There are oars. I maybe it's Oh shit a river. No, oh, okay, I thought that was funny. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the north part. Where's uh old fashioned uh, Baton Rouge? Baton Rouge is further Where? south. Lafayette, New Orleans. I look northeast of New Orleans. Yeah, no, you're in the wrong state now. Hattiesburg, Bookhaven. Go up north. Keep going. Yazoo City. That? <laughs> I think is the name of my new band. <laughs> Yazoo City. Yazoo Ooh. City with their first EP, Fiber Optic Tumbleweed. And Yazoo City is just east of Panther Swamp. Places you don't want to go on a date for 500, Alex. <laughs> uh, from what I hear, Louisiana is a wild and beautiful place. But I've just, I've never been. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you, James. This is, uh, sitting on a boat. On the bayou, some shrimp. Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Faust. Dan. JD's Bon Tu Bois, official wine of the fictional Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. As opposed to the real Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, who we, so we don't get sued. But if they want to sponsor us and send us a bunch of seafood and pay off my student loans, I won't say no. I'll tell you what, my glass is empty before your guys' so thanks, JD. Whoa. One more? Hardware store hardware store vibes. No, I'm okay. gonna pace myself. Yeah, we've got uh, at least one more one to, to record tonight. Uh, we were gonna potentially record a, a Spartan Catawba, but it was eh, it wasn't bad, it was just too sweet for us. And uh, I'd like to get a hold of a potentially better one that was actually made in the, the traditional method. So as opposed to carbonated. JD's wine. What do you think? Louisiana. What do you think was the best I like selling this. point here? Yeah. Uh, I like this better than the last Louisiana wine I had at the podcast, which was the uh, Redneck Red Muscadine. Uh, this is more my jam. My dry style, lots of minerality. I wish it was a little bit fruitier. I think if yeah. they didn't, if there was a little bit less lees contact yeah. in the beginning of the winemaking and like kind of freshened up a little bit in the beginning, like racked it off earlier, it would have a little bit less sulfites and be a little bit more fruity. Yeah. Like, I think even with the minerality, though, it's good. It's yeah. fucking fantastic for seafood. And I have no idea how you make wine in Louisiana, but... I imagine it's, it's definitely a challenge. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, you probably have to harvest early because of the month, because of the potential hurricanes or, or all that fun stuff. I don't know. But on that note, gang, let's make America great again. Make America great again. This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at, at theazwinemonk, or on Twitter at cvburkett. Be sure to also check out our website, makeamericagrapeagainpodcast.com.